0: Are after hours.
1: Well, steal my pants and call me Donald
0: <laughs> Hannah Hampton. How the
1: heck are you today?
0: I, well, I'm, I'm good. I hope you mean Donald Duck.
1: <laughs> yes, my friend favorite uh, pantsless waterfowl, of course, would be yeah. uh, Mr. Donald Duck. <laughs> and I don't know what he did to be able to walk around pantless. I'm going <laughs> to assume he saw Mr. Disney do something very, very bad. But I kind of want in on that action. I'd like to become yeah. pantless bitch around the office.
0: Makes you wonder if there's been any HR complaints like uh, about pantsless Donald. <laughs>
1: That guy actually, if you really watch it, Donald Duck's not a very nice guy. That guy has anger management yeah. issues. He seems like a pretty uh, he would be a pretty horrible boss. Speaking of horrible bosses, I don't know about you, but I am still just slammed at work. We're obviously totally. creeping right up to you know the holidays and Christmas. And yep. you know, this this week it's we crazy. actually have Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, and Christmas on the same week. So that itself could be a scheduling nightmare. I would just mm. suggest giving everyone in the office the rest of the week off. But I am so fried and I'm tired mm. of like looking yeah. at things analytically. And you and I are gonna have some great topics for the beginning of the year, but I just wanna have fun today. Is yeah, that okay? So fun. To
0: that? Yes, yes. I think that's a great idea. So let's, I know I've got a million things going on at work as well. And it'd be kind of nice to take a step back from our serious topics and have a little bit of fun.
1: Some of, we've had some listeners that have been around since we started the podcast. And they know <laughs> that we, we were a little, we almost did, I mean, well, literally we did bits and everything else before. As you reminded me that, uh, you know, it was a human resources podcast. We started. <laughs> covering real topics again but i want to go back to our kitsch our goofiness our fun yeah. and this is a teaser because uh we're going to have a new segment that will probably do at least a partial episode once a month, about HR and pop culture and how it impacts us as professionals, and some things that just obviously are very unrealistic. Or, but let's, like I said, let's have some fun. What do you, what is your favorite appropriate or inappropriate <laughs> work, business, office environment, yeah. HR nightmare type of movie or show? What do you like?
0: Oh, you know, it's funny because you do see things differently from the hr perspective and things that don't fly so i really look forward to talking about this in future podcasts but i have to say one of my favorite movies that discusses corporate culture is office space from 1999
1: yes Yes. i mean that thing is actually aging better than i am if you can believe it oh but <laughs> it becomes every time I watch it, it just seems to become more and more appropriate yes. to what we experience.
0: Oh my gosh, and
1: yes. I mean, it was actually a flop originally, and it became another one of those cult movies that yeah. it gained status. And I'll tell you, I am surprised whenever I bring that movie up, whether it's at a conference or a work environment, mm-hmm. the people that you have would not even think of being big fans love that movie.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I remember watching it when it came out because I was a big Jennifer Aniston fan. Well, I still am. But uh, I always loved Friends. And I was like, oh, it's, it's it'll be a fun movie. And honestly, I feel if you've ever worked in hospitality in a corporate office or just had a job, you can relate to somebody in that movie on some of the, you know, some of the frustrations or the bad work cultures out there.
1: I mean I can't believe they packed everything they did They did the yeah And you're right I mean Jennifer Aniston is I love what she's done in her movie career where she's just not picked those uh, she I mean she's just had a very diverse career and I do want to do uh, our listeners a quick favor on this and do my due diligence if you are a big friends or you know friends watcher or fan don't forget that you only have nine more days before Fringe is off Netflix. So <laughs> get your binge going while you're on holiday break or download them, get them on the plane. But back to the what I think is one of the mm-hmm. greatest uh, work environment films of all time, Office Space. I mean, yeah, I mean, even her scene, it was this small little segment of it when she's at her restaurant which is a very glaringly obvious reference to fridays mm-hmm. and anyone that worked in a fridays or knew someone that did or used to go there after work because you didn't know there were much better restaurants out at the time the <laughs> flair thing i mean pieces of
0: flair
1: having the bare minimum so you're saying i need three more pieces well if the bare minimum is what well why don't you just tell me i mean that is
0: just <laughs> all of it all of it yes
1: uh, so, what do you? Let, what, what is your favorite part or parts of, of so Office?
0: I have to say, I mean, I love the movie. So there's so many bits that I think are great. But from an HR perspective, I would say it really nails a shitty corporate culture that's trying to have a good culture. So think <laughs> about like, hey, so next Friday is Hawaiian shirt day. So, uh, yeah, if you want to wear your Hawaiian shirt, like that's. I get it. You're trying to be fun, but that ain't fun. And then the doldrums of working in a cubicle and all of the little rules slash unwritten rules of working in a cubicle. I mean, I could go on, but I have to say just the whole idea of corporate culture and companies trying to have a great culture but failing miserably.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it, it, and we were talking about this right before we started recording, but like you said, the birthday cake scenes, you mm. know, the the bad cake and everyone going around. And I mean, there was so much that the, the cliches were so funny because mm-hmm. they were so spot on. Yes. Yes. You know, the cover sheet. I, oh, I mean, the TPS report. When, Yes. When I was, you know, fortunate enough that you and I, our careers overlapped at the same place for a while, Mm -hmm. I remember that there were these changes that were being put in place. Mm -hmm. And I did tell someone, I'm like, you know, listen, if one more person calls me about this, I mean, seriously, I'm going (laughs) to send you. I get it. You want to change the policy. I understand it. I understood it the fifth time. Uh, got it. I mean, but everyone's gone through that where you've just had mm-hmm. the same person come over and tell you about this one completely meaningless thing yes. that you didn't do when there's ten more pressing matters above whether or not you use the new cover sheet mm-hmm. or a report. You know, and you and I worked for a company, and I we're not going to share who it was, but <laughs> I mean, when we changed our company logo. And there was this difference of three wings versus four in the corporate logo. And if your signature had the old corporate logo, they're like, you better get that off before our CEO sees it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. heads are gonna roll if you have the old logo. When if you didn't know to look for the difference, you you couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. But that that was that was office, and I think still is office life if you don't telecommute.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on on again, I think it depends on the corporate culture, where if you place value on things that aren't important, I'd say like, I, you know, don't get me wrong, being consistent with art, with marketing, it's, it's important. But when you place value only on the busy work and, and make it more important than it truly is, then I think that that's your problem within corporate culture. But I think, you know, again, the idea of people trying to make it fun at work, but failing miserably with things that don't motivate. And another example from the movie is when they they put the signs up <laughs> like the, the banners and, and with like, <laughs> corporate, uh, you know, corporate speak to try to motivate. Like, I think all of that is just it's so cheesy that it's. Not really, you know, it doesn't. I don't think that having a poster that's just like hang in there is truly going to push your corp- corporate culture into being a great place to work that's motivating. It's got to come from people, not from posters or a birthday cake or a Hawaiian shirt day, you know. I think well, and, day. In, all, mm.
1: in all honesty, if I walk in and I've got a case of the Mondays, oh, no. the last thing I want to do is read a banner. And that's that's not going to really excite
0: right. me. I mean, right. and,
1: I could quote that movie all friggin day. You, you're going to create a monster for the next week, just so you know, By bringing up this topic. <laughs> this is all I'm going to do is just quote this movie all, well, all week.
0: Yeah. And then also think about so the wine shirt day thing. Maybe if you're trying to make people happy with a wearing a Hawaiian shirt day, maybe you need to rethink your uh, dress code policies because. Well, yeah. It, I mean, if you it's know?
1: that, if you have that restrictive of an environment that just having a shirt, a day where you get to wear something goofy and you don't do things with it and make it fun. All you're just saying is, hey, the other days our uniform policy sucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing liberating and exciting. You've got to put – and I know you're an expert at this. But when you Mm -hmm. do things to break up the monotony or relieve – The stress of a if it's a tough period where there are a lot of goals need to be met or just the workflow is escalated, there's got to be a lot of thought, energy, and effort into Mm -hmm. things, not the obligatory casual dress day if you're still in a shirt and tie environment. I mean, that doesn't do anything. That just means, oh, great. So basically, now maybe I got time to drop off my dress shirts at the dry cleaners.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, but you brought up another, um, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays. That's, uh, that's infuriating, right? If anybody ever says that to you or, you know, I I guess I don't get that a lot because I'm somewhat a cheery person. That's
1: the understatement of the decade. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But I love, like, I love the neighbor, and it's like, because the neighbor who worked in construction was it, and he's like, I believe you'd get your ass kicked saying that to somebody in, like, in a construction environment, which I feel like, you know what, anywhere If you tell somebody that they have a case of the Mondays, I think you should get your ass kicked everywhere. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) No, you're right.
1: I mean, if I come in and I look like I've got the world up my ass, the last Mm -hmm. thing I want to hear is, looks like you got a case of the Mondays. You know, that is when you say, hey, is everything okay today? Do you need to maybe maybe ease into today? Go get a second cup of coffee. Is there anything I can do? Because it looks like your day's not been off to a great start. I mean, those are the kind of things that – You've got to have sincerity in, mm-hmm. you know, if you just point out the obvious, yeah, I'm in a shitty mood. Thanks for bringing it to my attention again. I was trying to forget <laughs> about it. That's all that does. I mean, but I'm. this is on the serious note for, and it's probably the only serious thing I'll say the rest of this episode, be sincere in your, you know, when you yeah. reach out to an associate, if they look like they're having a bad morning or a tough time, it could always be more than that, too, right? Yeah, so that, of I mean let's for is, be sincere. Check on in on your fellow man, especially this time of year or woman. Make sure they're okay. Don't ask mm-hmm. them if they got a fucking case of the Mondays.
0: Yes. No, exactly. I feel like that that's that's just being a good coworker by not <laughs> saying stuff like that. And like I feel like though. You could get away with it if you know the person and you're saying it in jest, as I like to say, you know, uh, where, you know, basically if you want to, you want to kind of irritate your friend in a fun way, then you can say, oh, this looks like somebody has a case of the Mondays. But if somebody said that to me seriously, I think I, I, I don't, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I was thinking about the movie and how it holds up. And like I said, I think it holds up well. I mean, there are things mm-hmm. that are obviously dated. Here's the. The my, the way my business brain works is mm-hmm. of course the copy machine scene uh, is legendary right and they're they're yes. out there and they're listening to some awesome gangster rap while they're destroying the mm. copy machine but now I can think of of the things that give us tech issues today yeah. You know, that copy machine scene was probably an $800 copier. If we had to destroy the devices that make our work life difficult today, that would be a $20,000 scene, right? I mean, you're destroying uh, the servers or everything else. It <laughs> you would know, be I still, still want to des-
0: destroy the printer because I still like even, you know, let's get real in the HR world. Sometimes we we have to use outdated technology, and I'm speaking. I'm speaking to you people who expect me to fax things.
1: Oh like, my gosh.
0: What world? Come on, come on! This is not the. I don't want to do what the pioneers used to do. So, uh, but I still have moments where I want to uh, take the, the copy machine out back and and destroy it a la Office Space.
1: That's the great thing about me doing primarily just recruiting now versus HR is mm-hmm. I don't have to print things for people to sign because i mean that's really when we had to use the copy machine and the printers is when we were doing uh, our due diligence with documentations mm-hmm. and, but oh my gosh i mean it's paper jams and just i mean especially with the home office cuz you but you get you're issued expensive equipment for a home office but it's still equipment that you're gonna fight and have paper jams mm-hmm. and things like that. Oh, that, I love that scene. I, lo- I love the music about it. I always watch that scene. And when there's one of the, a couple times where they kick the the copier, I think to myself, I bet he hurt his foot during the filming <laughs> of that scene. But I think the 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 overall theme is timeless. Um, there are obviously some things that would be different today. But what what to you is the one scene or the one part of the movie that you'll just It'll always resonate with you.
0: Oh, I can't just pick one. There's so many bits and pieces, but if I'm going to pick things that resonate with people who work in an office environment, specifically if you're in an open or even cubicle environment, are those little, those little annoyances that you have to deal with. So, first one being the person who has to answer the phone all day. Corporate (laughs) accounts payable. Nina speaking. Just a moment corporate accounts table, Nina speaking, just a moment. So that type of thing. And I remember when I worked in a cubicle, I had this, there's a woman who worked near me and she had this line that she would always use to explain how to remember her name, but she used it with all of her customers all day long. So I think I heard it probably 15 times a day for a year. And it was one of those things where I'd hear it and just, you know, laugh. (laughs) <laughs> I mean and that that's just crazy. And then the other one is the scene about like listening to your radio at an appropriate level and just having to be that polite corporate neighbor uh, when it comes to the cubicle world. And that always cracks me up. And again, I'm somebody who I've worked in cubicles before I've had offices. I feel like I've, I've, my experience in corporate America, I've run the gamut on office styles and where I've sat, I've had my own office. I've had shared offices. I've worked in cubicle farm. I've worked in an opus office environment, all of the above. But it's those little being a good corporate neighbor type of a role.
1: <laughs> you know, what's funny is I've actually thought about both those scenes uh, fairly recently. And when I was in a high volume recruiting environment, what we did was it was basically almost just like a giant meeting space. And we had all of our desks set up Um without, we had half walls or partial walls. And whenever I wanted to annoy one of my team members, I would make sure I answered my calls exactly the same way all day. (laughs) So we would drive them nuts. And then, you know, we would, because we had the open environment, I would just stream music and I'd let, I mean, it's amazing how music can set a tone for your mm-hmm. environment. But when you have a diverse team that have very eclectic taste. and yep. I, I mean, the two things that I would dread is when I was going to have lunch delivered, picking somewhere that appeased my team, that everyone mm-hmm. could get something. And oh, when yeah. I was going to let us play music, cause we had a lot of paperwork or whatever, where it was an admin day, I got to the point where I had – it was like being a parent, and I had to keep track of whose music requests were played. So, oh, no, we played so-and-so. We played five of her songs, five of his songs, and five of her songs. And I would actually – I got to the point where I created playlists. Of Picking the different artists that each person liked, because I couldn't just say today is alternative 90s day. Today is, you know, current pop hit. I learned so much more about why I hate Justin Bieber when I was working in that office (laughs) environment. Because, you know, that that Bieber song where there there was some Spanish in it. And, I mean, I knew that. But, I mean, it was crazy that those things are really a big deal to people.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's funny because I I've, I've I actually had a very similar situation at work where it turned into an argument over music and it, uh, it and this kind of goes along with office space where people had, had quote unquote lost their privileges when <laughs> it came to listening to music because again it turned into this argument about what kind of music they were listening to and I, I think it's so funny that. You know, sometimes you just need to take a step back and, and choose your battles. But sometimes, I guess, like once it kind of hits that last nerve, you, you need to have that battle. But I, I love the whole quote, losing privileges of music. And it just seems so ridiculous from, you know, looking from the outside in. But something made that person snap, which I think is another uh, analogy or something that was used in an office space just about – corporate um, corporate culture in america especially at that time and definitely in, in this time as well and but it's definitely it's definitely changing you think about like the tech boom and and like the open office environments versus the cubicles and i think so it's always going to going to evolve but there's always going to be things that we can laugh at and and will be great parody so i you know it makes me think like if office space were filmed today what what would be the differences and would it be you know what, what would the company be I mean it definitely it was a tech company it was called an we don't know what they did or at least I don't remember what they did but uh you know I think it was just to be general but it makes you wonder what some of the different things are and, and knowing like communication styles or communication ways today, like we have our instant messaging, we have our slacks, we have Skype, we have all those things. So how would that play into office space today? And I certainly would, uh, you know, if if any of our listeners have any funny ideas on what it would be like today, I'd love to hear about it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, can you think of like, obviously, there would be a scene where uh, a male character was trying to send a sexy photo to someone, and it mm-hmm. accidentally goes to the boss.
0: Yes, or, oh sure. You know, there's,
1: or there's so the so person much. who
0: overuses emojis.
1: Oh, There'd my be the gosh. person who
0: just commutes via emoji. I mean, because you know there weren't emojis back then, but I think that that would definitely be a character. Is that person who just emojis? everything
1: or your your annoying person answering the phone would now be the person that answers emails in all caps yeah or you know we'll something like that I mean,
0: all inappropriately all the time <laughs> yeah. absolutely
1: there's so much that they could do uh, a great reboot of this movie. I don't want them to I think maybe there's something there's some sort yeah. of you know I wouldn't, type yeah, of thing yeah I they would want do. them to
0: remake it you don't you don't mess with perfection it's like oh no they tried to redo point break but whatever uh that's neither here nor there uh <laughs> but i don't I, know
1: I, that point break is quite the classic uh, timeless piece that you've mm-hmm. alluded to on multiple occasions i think even once before on this podcast but like I love
0: that movie don't no, i, don't I, I mess get it by
1: point I, <laughs> I, I, I get it um but i was thinking more along the lines of like animal house
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean you can't redo animal yeah. house ever i
0: right. mean it's
1: just and now that I just said it, some ass clown is going to remake Animal House, and they're probably going to redo Point Break again, and then they'll go back and redo The Outsiders and Rumblefish. How's that?
0: So back to back to office space today, do you think there would be like an Apple type company that they would parody or, how, you know, what what are, what are some other things you think they would do differently nowadays? Oh,
1: it would be more like I would think Google where, you know, Mm -hmm. Google has has that great campus uh, in San Francisco. So you'd have, you know, someone dealing with all the different uh, new toys they give you for relaxation and you go Mm -hmm. into the nap room and someone's going to go into the nap room and uh, do some inappropriate things to themselves and get caught. (laughs) things like this we Mm -hmm. should actually stop talking about this i think you and i have a script here that we can put together and yeah we
0: don't want anybody to steal that idea no just
1: kidding (laughs) yeah don't steal our our uh movie similar to office space but no i mean there's so much and it's just it's it's timeless and at the same time though there are things that i don't think you could do anymore because Mm of um the the PC police. And I'm not saying the PC police are a bad thing all the time. I mean, there's some things that definitely uh have made some movies in the past. But I mean, oh my gosh. I I mean
0: Well, I just think of all the Milton stuff. I I, I loved that Milton character. It always made me laugh. And then as somebody who uh has payroll under their umbrella, I think about That was a great joke where the guy was laid off, but nobody ever told him. And through a glitch, he got paid. So, Uh, and then you know, thinking about confrontation in the workplace, rather than telling him that he was laid off, they quote unquote fixed the glitch in payroll. And I think that, I don't know, I I I wonder if uh, I wonder how, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like I I think that that scene is hilarious.
1: Of course, let's not forget about. The, the meeting of the bobs. You the know? meeting
0: of the bobs, yes.
1: I mean, I've never been with a company where it hired someone to come in and, you know, like an efficiency expert. Mm-hmm. But you and I have both been with companies that have gone through leadership changes. Of course. And you're basically, at some point when your company's under new direction, you're forced to justify your position or Mm -hmm. why you're the right person in that position especially you know your fear of who do they have in their back pocket that they might bring on board with them so Mm -hmm. you have to go in there and and you know tell them what you do more or less and i mean that's that's a horrifying experience even if you're armed with i'm the best at what i do here's all the Mm -hmm. things i've done because they may not see it the same way. Your biggest accomplishments t- may be all based on platforms that they don't support. I mean, it's
0: crazy that way. Yeah, I love that the main character Peter. At you know, at that point, he he gone to the uh, hypnotist, and he just didn't, he didn't care, and the Bobs loved his attitude, and were like, you know, this is, so he's a straight shooter, and he, uh, you know, he ended up, he was not showing up to work, and he got promoted, because they felt like he was not engaged, and they didn't challenge him enough, which that's somewhat, you know, I think we've all worked in and we've worked in places where somebody is either burnt out or been in their role too long and they've got the potential they've got the the capabilities but just need to get promoted to that next level. I mean obviously it's a parody it's a little bit extreme but I love it. I mean that's a, that's definitely another uh you know another piece of of corporate America where you've got that person who um, somewhat start stops being engaged because they've been in the job too long or you know, just aren't challenged enough for uh, their their talents and making sure. And again, this is back to an HR lesson, but making sure that you've, you know, you continue to engage and challenge your your employees, especially the ones who are rock stars. And I know people sometimes hate that with the word of calling calling people rock stars, but ensuring that uh, you are continuing to engage and challenge your 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 people. And I feel like that environment. Again, they thought that engagement meant cakes and Hawaiian shirts. But actually, you really should be looking at the work that people are doing and making sure that you are continuing to promote and helping people grow versus them sitting in a cubicle and eating Cheetos and playing Tetris because they can get their job done in 15 hours that week versus keeping them engaged for the full time.
1: One of my favorite, there's so many quotable lines from that movie that I Mm -hmm. use semi-regularly and... You know, he says in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real (laughs) actual work. And and the one line that I use all the time Mm -hmm. is whenever someone's been out or on leave or whatever, you know, of course, say, oh, it looks like you've been missing a lot of work there lately, Bob. And we haven't haven't actually been missing it there. You know, (laughs) I just butchered the shit out of that one. I Uh, know. You know exactly what I meant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hopefully, listeners, you are familiar with this fine piece of cinematic work. If not, Mm -hmm. we've at least enticed you to check it out. So, Hannah, last thing, because I know we're running a little long favorite scene, thing you want to, your closing remarks on Office Space, anything you have, what would you like to close with?
0: Oh, man, this is a tough one. There's, it's, it's such a quotable movie. And I, this is, this one, this line has nothing. Absolutely nothing to do with work, but it always made made me laugh is when they – he was trying to explain. So Peter, the main character was trying to explain to his girlfriend about what they were doing when they were skimming the money. And oh. it's like, he's like, when he's, when you, he, I can't, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's talking about, you know, when you're at a convenience store and it's the little, right. Take a penny, leave a tray. And she's like, from the crippled kids. He's like, no, it's the, <laughs> you're talking about the jar. I'm talking about the tray. And I just, I don't know. I just love that they're you know, they're just the little, little funny things out there, not the jar the tray
1: (laughs) well and then of course the whole premise of that how they stole that money is based on probably one of the worst superhero movies of all time (laughs) superman Mm 3 which of course that was richard Pryor was the thief and that was like i mean that movie should have been great and it was Mm -hmm. terrible but the whole way they embezzled money was the superman 3 premise the half penny and i thought that was i mean just amazing
0: can I do like one, one more? And Absolutely. I love that. I love it. Or like I, he says, I can't believe what nerds we are when they, they looked up money laundering in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, I feel like that's something that I would do.
1: No, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it.
0: Um, what about you? What's your favorite line? Well, I'm actually going to
1: close with my favorite line. So Mm -hmm. what I want to do is I want to wish all of our listeners a happy and safe holiday week, uh, no matter what it is you're celebrating or if you're choosing not to celebrate. And I'm going to close with my favorite line from Office Space because, Hannah Hampton, I bid you adieu. It is time for me to head out of the office, go home. And I'm going to show Mrs. Danzig my oh face.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: Oh. Have a good one.